Hello, it's Louise and you're listening to the Knit British Podcast. Knit British supports wool that's been grown, spun and dyed in the UK. So for all your yarn news, reviews and general wool love, join me for episode 21. to the Knit British Podcast and a great big hello if you're joining me for the first time today. It ain't half cold, I tell you. Today is a local public holiday here in Shetland, which follows Ophelia, which if you have been, I don't know, the, the media likes to make a big song and dance about it by mentioning that we have this Viking festival. Well, really, it's I suppose it's Viking inspired, but the Lyric Ophelia, which is the main one, um, is the last Tuesday of the January. We have lots of uh, little Ophelias in all the different areas of Shetland, but that's sort of seen as the main one. And there's a, a local public holiday the next day. So I think it's so all the members of the local authority who are involved uh, get to uh, have long lies and nurse their hangovers. But for the rest of us, we get a public holiday too. So here I am podcasting with you. On the show today, I have got a wool review of the newest yarn from Laura's Loom. I've got lots of Edinburgh Yarn Festival podcast lounge news to share with you and a very exciting giveaway. I've got cast on cast off news and my recommendations of websites for you to check out. So, as is always on the Net British podcast, grab your drink. Today mine is Diet Coke. And <laughs> grab a whip. And let's get going. So how has your week been? Are you getting ready for the sub-zero temperatures that they've been talking about in the media this week that are meant to be hitting the UK? I think in Shetland we don't worry so much about when the forecasters talk about sub-zero temperatures hit in the UK. What they mean is the mainland UK because quite often in the wintertime us islanders can have it quite cold so we don't worry too much about it when there's a major panic on. I do panic in quotes. Um. <laughs> Although it drives me bonkers that as soon as people think that it's going to snow or there's going to be bad weather that they go to Tesco's or the co-op or other supermarkets are available but not in Shetland and they fill trolley after trolley after trolley after trolley full of stuff if they are going to get snowed in it's not likely that they're going to be snowed in for months and months and months like in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers when they can't get through because of the avalanche Oh, I hope this is not like some Michael Fish 1986 um, thing now that we're going to listen to this uh, in the future after I say yeah there's, there's not going to be any avalanches or anything and you know six months later we dig ourselves out and replay this podcast and I'll point and laugh at me <laughs> but yeah it, it drives me bonkers when you see people people as soon as they know that bad weather's coming they just flock to the supermarkets and get about three trolleys worth of stuff that they'll never they'll go out of date before <laughs> before they ever get the chance to use it but never mind never mind uh what's been happening since last we met well podcast lounging has been phenomenal that organization for that i've been working quite hard um 
in my non-day job time, talking to various people and making various plans. And if you have read the Edinburgh Yarn Festival website this week, you will notice that under the Podcast Lounge menu option, there are shiny new tabs, which include Meet the Podcast Lounge team and the programme. And I have given a sneaky peek of what you might expect at the Podcast Lounge if you're coming to the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, which is on the 14th and 15th of March at the Edinburgh Corn Exchange. It has been really exciting this week, actually, knowing that that info was going out there. And you will have heard some of my Podcast Lounge muckers, the geeky girls and shiny bees talking about what they might be getting up to in the podcast lounge and yeah get on there meet the team the pcl team uh we've got joe millmine from the shiny bees podcast louise hunt from kathan's craft cc and damaris from the geeky girls and also felix ford who is knit sonic is also on board and it's really exciting i can tell you that the geeky girls will be doing their famous crafty photo a day uh, challenge for the Edinburgh Yarn Festival and Joe is going to be bringing you a live sock surgery with Claire Devine and Kate who if you listen to the Shiny Bees podcast every fortnight they have a sock surgery where Kate puts questions to Claire Devine on sock construction and sock knitting and they're going to have a live sock surgery on the Saturday afternoon and on the Sunday Joe is also organising an enterprise enabling session where there'll be a Q&A about starting your own venture in the yarn industry and can't think of anybody better than Joe. actually. Um, she is so gung-ho for new enterprises and new ventures and is so helpful and has heaps of ideas um, and she will be an absolutely fantastic person to discuss this this topic with so if you if you are interested in starting a new venture or you just have started a new venture and but that's joe's joe's uh, baby and she'll be telling you more about that um knit sonic felix is going to hopefully we'll do this over the week a couple of times over the weekend but felix is going to get you to bring your favorite knitted items and knitted memories to record and she's going to create a knit sonic edinburgh yarn festival sound collage which i just think is fantastic i can confirm also that another interactive session has just been locked in and the most awesome carol meldrum who is beat knit that you may remember came on the podcast uh, last year she's going to do an agony ant session for all your technique woes so if you have problems with gauge or um, you need some tips on different techniques and practices and skills then that is the place to come along now you can send me your questions for carol and your queries we're going to try and make this a little bit laid back so it won't be a case of bring your <laughs> bring your uh, your knitting to Carol and she's going to fix it for you. But if there are little things that you keep stumbling upon and you've not quite mastered or you're looking for helpful hints and tips, then this is the place to come. And that's going to be on the Saturday afternoon. So if you have any questions for Carol, then you can send them to me. We'll also be taking questions if uh, from the assembled. If anybody wants to drop into that, you're more than welcome we'd love to see you there you can email me louise at netbritish.net and we'll get your questions uh, and queries to carol um so i'm looking forward to that i'm also 
amid organising a segment that is obviously very close to British's heart and that is on British rule. But I think I'll keep my cards close to my chest on that one at the moment. But that's going to be something that you can drop in on. And what else are we going to have? We are going to have a lounge whip that you can knit on. And I haven't quite decided what this will be. It's aimed that, you know, if you're coming to drop into the podcast lounge to sit and chat, to take part in the interactive sessions and interviews, we'd love you to have a knit on this item, whatever it's going to be. Suggestions on a postcard would be fantastic. And hopefully this is something that we will be able to show um, at the end of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival as a collaborative piece of work. Because to me, Podcast Lounge is about the communities that we inhabit, our knit communities, our podcasting communities, our listening communities, our online communities. It's all coming together um, for Podcast Lounge and it'd be lovely to have something to show for it. And actually it was Mika who suggested it would be good to do something that we could take to further podcaster meetup events, other festivals and other um, events. So, you know, it could be something that we can constantly be adding to. So we'll figure out what that is. Suggestions on a postcard are always welcome. Obviously, we want something that we can just knit on absentmindedly uh, and not have to follow a pattern as such. So yeah, maybe it can maybe is maybe blanket squares is a bit too old hat, but but yeah, let's let's have a think on that. But we're definitely gonna have a lounge whip. We're gonna have a door prize, and you can enter into that. There's gonna be some fantastic prizes. She says, not having organised any. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I have organised some, and yeah, um, uh, uh, there's gonna be lots to drop in and out of all weekend. There's gonna be there's gonna be more of a program that will become uh, available nearer the time. But basically, you know, I've said it before, we can't have a jam packed schedule because this area is meant to complement the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So this is gonna be somewhere that's gonna be relaxed and easy going but and I, as I have said somewhere that you can slip in and out of all weekend as many times as you want join in uh, on our pre-arranged interactive sessions and interviews and uh, maybe take something away from it uh, also we'll be having the podcaster meetup and Q&A both days and so you know be come prepared with your questions and topics for that and if you have any that you want me to know about beforehand you can always email those to me as well louise at knitbritish.net it can be anything any burning questions that you want to put to, our, to your favourite hosts or ask the podcasting community that will be there or if you're thinking about podcasting yourself I've noticed there's quite a few new podcasts um, coming out um, recently. If you you maybe have some questions, you maybe have have um, some tips, please do drop me a line with those, and I will make sure that our chair, who is going to be Claire Divine, gets those before the Emory Iron Festival. And be, feel free to shout them out as well, because we'll be opening up the Q and A to the floor as well as having topics to discuss. I wanted to have a chair for the for the podcast Q and A because. Although it's it's laid back, I wanted to have somebody who wasn't a podcaster but loves podcasts as much as Claire does and has a real interest in that area. So that's what's going to be happening on both days, hopefully, classes permitting. And yes, it's just shaping up to be even more exciting than I <laughs> had anticipated. And I keep hearing from people who are going to be going and people who are going to be who are involved and the excitement is just enormous. And to help add to that excitement, 
I'm going to be having a giveaway of weekend tickets. Jo and Mika have given given away some tickets to give away to, to lucky listeners. If you want to join in with all the Edinburgh Yarn Festival excitement, then keep listening because later on I'm going to tell you how you can win a chance and get weekend entry. Extremely exciting. In terms of podcast lounge... We're still playing our cards a little close to our chest, but we thought it's the end of January now, beginning of February, and the Edinburgh Yarn Festival will be here before we know it. So I thought it was time, high time we gave you a few sneaky little peeks. And so keep listening here for more. And of course, at edinyarnfest.com and listen to the podcast lounge core teams shows and you might hear some some news from them too extremely exciting and this week i've spent a lot of time on the computer uh locking things in organizing things sorting out that uh, session that i hinted at there and yeah it's just phenomenal and i always try to put into words how honored i am to have been asked to do this because the net british podcast you know it's still a young podcast and i'm Really, really thankful that Joe and Mika um, have uh, thought of me and uh, that that I could uh, help create something in this area. So it's truly fantastic. And I said, I don't know what I'll do when it's finished. <laughs> I don't know what I'll have to do when I don't have to organise anything else. <laughs> Keep listening. Uh, later on, I'm going to have a details of that contest for you. <laughs> If you subscribe to Blacker's newsletters, uh, Blacker Yarns, in January they threw down a challenge to give woolen and worsted spun yarn a go. And I often get quite a lot of questions about the difference between woolen and worsted spun yarn and I think that they do too. And they have specially reduced their Corydale and Flax blend and their Blueface Leicester and Flax blend so that we can give it a go. I mean, I suppose in a nutshell, woolen spun yarns in, means carding the fibres. So the fibres get all combed and chopped up and, and sort of carded into a web. So you can imagine these um, carded up fibres being spun into something that's very plumpy and fluffy. And because those fibres are all jumbled up and carded in that process, then they're quite light and insulating. Worsted spinning process involves part card in the wool but then they go through a process where the fibres are drafted to align. That process uh, gives a heavier wool, um, a smooth and drapey wool. Think of of all the, the, the fibres lined up very smooth and beautiful long fibres. It's particularly nice, gives it a sort of shine and luster. Wool and spun, slightly less likely to pill as those Long fibres are already carded up and they become shorter, but obviously longer fibres in that nice long line twisted together, it can uh, be more likely to pill and shed as well. Stitch definition obviously differs a lot. So does the feel of the fabric, the drape of the fabric. I will point you in the direction of an excellent article that Sue Blacker wrote for Wovember a couple of years ago where she explains everything I just said so much better. (laughs) And she actually looks at which wools benefit more from one process over the other and some wools that actually benefit from both. 
um, woolen spun and worsted spun. Thanks to Sonia at Blacker, she sent me a worsted spun and a woolen spun Cordedale and flax blend, a double knit. And I'm going to take up the challenge and I thought you might like two as well. January may be over uh, or nearly over, um, not quite yet as I record this. But there's no reason why we can't carry on into February. So if you fancy, I'll put a link up on the show notes to the Corridale Flax Blends and the Blueface Lester Flax Blends. Flax Blends doesn't sound right when I say it. <laughs> and, give, and if you're interested, give it a go. It'll be really interesting to know what you think and how you see the differences and if there's a process that you, you prefer. I was going to knit squares, but then I actually have been inspired just for for novelty to 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 knit a pair of bed socks because uh, i think socks will actually test out the yarns better you know in terms of elasticity and warmth and you know something a pair of mitts would be another thing get more of a sense of 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 possibly of the differences so uh, I've also been a little bit inspired by this because the Shiny Bees podcast are having a sock curl, which is in conjunction with that sock surgery that I was telling you about with Claire Divine. And um, every month uh, they're going to be knitting a different kind of sock with a different technique. This month it is um, top down heel flap, I think. And I did have a pair of socks lined up for this, just a little, sort of, sort of vanilla. I have an underactive thyroid and so my feet and hands are quite often really cold and particularly at bedtime and I thought it'd be quite nice to have a pair of socks. Uh, well, I quite generally wear socks in bed so I thought it'd be quite nice to have a pair of hand-knit socks to wear in bed. So I looked at a couple of different ones and I'm going for the travel socks actually which is um, patterned by... Uh, Diane Lines. Uh, I'll say quite vanilla but copable for my uh, virgin sock knitting I think um, and also kinds of having those characteristics uh, of the shiny bees sock cal. So join in if you fancy. I mean it's not really a cal and there are no prizes but if you're interested pop over to Blacker and I'll put the link in the show notes as I said and get a couple of those balls in your basket and have a go and Blacker would love to know what you think um you can let you can let them know in their in the Ravelry group and I definitely like to discuss your verdicts on a podcast in the future because um it's really interesting to know you know and to discuss uh, what you think about the two different processes and as I say maybe you prefer one over the other after doing this or it'll make you think more about the yarn that you knit with and what what you need that yarn to do so I have quite a lot of deadlines uh, coming up uh, in terms of reviews and things so let's say we'll revisit this again after the Edinburgh Yarn Festival so if you want to take up the woolen worsted challenge then I'll create a thread in the Knit British group and as I say it's not a cal as such and there are no prizes you can knit squares you can knit you can knit anything, anything you want to give it a go. The Corridale is double knit and the Blueface Lester is four ply. But I think if you have a good hunt on the on the Blacker website, you'll find that there are, I think there is woolen and worsted spun alpaca, if I remember correctly. And you might find that there are other breeds there that are both woolen and worsted processed, so prepared. So have a little look, see what you think. And let's talk woolen and worsted challenge in a future podcast. 
This week, I got an email from Juliet from Yarn Stories. Now, I seem to let Yarn Stories go under my radar. Now, they're a company really passionate about the milling and textile history of Yorkshire. And they spin a lovely merino yarn in what they boast is one of the finest spinners in Yorkshire, which manufactures wool for high-quality suits, thus creating a special hand-knitting yarn. Not only if they they have a fine merino, but they also have a fine merino and alpaca range. And it goes from four ply to Aran. They have also collaborated with designers such as Katja Frankel, Lily France, Sasha Kagan, Tannis Gray, Jane Crowfoot. The list actually goes on and is really impressive. And they've worked with these designers to create bespoke designs for their yarn range. And I'm seriously, seriously impressed by the designs. I particularly love Katja Frankel's colour work, uh, Hat and Mitset Jonko and the Amelia sweater, which has a really effective but actually quite simple colour work design. It's really, really lovely to see a design and yarn collection that is leaps and bounds beyond the other yarn company alternatives, such as Sardar or Kinkol. Or... And if you like your... Rowan yarns and pattern collections then you're gonna love 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 yarn stories the top designers are a a huge draw and i defy you not to get a bit lost and a little bit in love looking at the yarn stories website i also love how the skill level is from beginner to confident knitter but there is none of the dumb and down for beginner knitters there's nothing worse than seeing really basic knits for beginner knitters that are things that cup cozies or rectangular garter scarves which I I mean I love garter but I think beginner knitters those are things I'm not necessarily going to want to knit none of that dumbing down or knitting down for for beginners all the patterns are beautiful I will be reviewing their yarn in a later podcast and hopefully doing an interview with yarn stories but I do want you to check them out uh, uh, the web address is yarnstories.com and have a little look around their website and I just really love the passion that is very clearly there for the spinning and textile industry of the UK. The merino yarn I don't think is British or Falklands but the fact that they are really keen to have the yarn spun and processed in the UK and really make a big deal about Yorkshire spinning mills is fantastic, really, really fantastic. For a limited time as well on their website, if you sign up to their newsletter, then you get a free colourwork hat pattern, which is really beautiful. It's also knitted up in their uh, fine merino yarn. And the yarns come in a range of about 20 colours. As I say, I'll be reviewing that yarn in a later podcast. But check out Yarn Stories and don't let them go under your radar like they went under mine. Cast on, cast off. Well, nothing has been cast off since the last time I spoke to you. I keep seeing things that I want to cast on, but I have refrained. I've got quite a lot of review yarns to get through in the next wee while and uh, projects in mind for those. And so I will, I have projects in mind for the future, um, but I have refrained from casting on all the things uh, I'm still knitting the Camille cardigan by Gretchen Ronovic and it's knitting fast, but it is some bulky yarn. And when I when I get to knit on it, because I haven't been doing a lot of uh, 
concentrated knitting, I should say, you know, just the odd pick up and do a few few rows recently. Also, this is sort of past the portable stage now where I can take it with me because it is a bulky knit garment. Uh, it's almost, I've almost finished the body. Then I'll get on to the sleeves and the bands. The pattern is from Knit Scene. I think it's twenty winter 2012. And, you know, I usually struggle with the layout of magazine patterns. Magazines that like to squish one garment pattern on one page. I much prefer the layout of our some of our British magazines who like to get, you know, give the the pattern the spaces due it's just I find it really hard to read when it's you know in maybe three or four columns across a page I've had to write out a few of the instructions um, sections of the pattern but it's a lovely pattern um, in terms of its um, simplicity of the design and the ease of knitting it and I'm really enjoying it hopefully I'll have it finished by pod retreat which is coming up um, in four weeks uh, which would be quite nice and also, I am knitting the Viewfinder Cowl by Tin Can Knits, which leads me nicely on to the yarn review. I am doing a working review of Laura's Loom's most recent yarn, which is a BFL and an alpaca worsted spun two-ply lace weight. I'm calling it a working review because, one, I am having... Just having such fun work knitting knitting on this and it's it's quite nice to be able to talk about um the yarn as you're knitting with it and two it's lace weight and i take ages knitting lace weight um so you might wait a long time before it's a finished object you may remember a wee while back i knitted with laura's blue face lester lace weight and i made the hawksna shawl by carrie westerman i talked about laura's loom at the, t- at the time and talked about the fact that she's an utter british wool champ as she really is passionate about provenance and she knows where all of the flocks are and is re- really cares that all the processing and spinning and dyeing is done in the uk and i'll link to her website where she has a fantastic map that shows you where the flocks are that she gets her wool from where the processing is done where the dyeing is done and it's utterly fantastic um laura is uh, a weaver based in cumbria and on her website as well as talking about the fantastic wool that she uses she also um, has her, her woven products and she sells yarn hebridean and black welsh mountain and bfl and blends there of of all those ones and the bfl and alpaca is a new product and when laura got in touch and asked if i would like to review it i absolutely jumped at the chance because i know what 100 percent british wool champion she is her blue face lester uh, that comes from the yorkshire dales national park and the alpaca is from Townend Alpaca. And you will remember that last year I fell for their voluptuous, as I called it, plumpy, soft yarn. It's a total match made in heaven. I have to say that you pair up the softest sheep fibre with the softest animal fibre just about going. And what else can it be but a match made in heaven? This is definitely a yarn for you diehards. It's got to be soft, soft, soft fans that I usually try to convert into knitting with things that aren't so soft, soft, soft. But this is like knitting with fluffy bunnies. In fact, no, it that's not even that doesn't even say how soft it is. Uh, this is as soft as a fairy's whisper. <laughs> it's just 
unbelievably soft. It's fantastic. I'm knitting the Tin Can Knits You Finder cowl, which is a lovely openwork lace cowl, and it's got acres of open rows. And the pattern description calls it a frothy knit, and this yarn just adds to that 110%. It is available in six utterly jewelled colours. And when the package arrived from Laura, just out like poured these six mini skeins of shiny soft loveliness and like I mean poured out because it was just like liquid liquid wool <laughs> it's worsted spun and as we we're talking about earlier delicate and warmth uh, will be packed into any garment you knit in this but it's also got that ad- adaptable alpaca in it 55% alpaca and alpaca is really good at helping you variate the temperature I think of course, Blueface Lester and Alpaca have long staples, so that's ideal for the worsted spun preparation. And it really enhances the silky, lustrous look of the yarns. I use the word delicate there, but it's also, you know, it's a strong yarn as well. It's two, two plies. And when I was, <laughs> when I was winding off the hanks in, on, the, on the yarn winder, I got in a little bit of a whipple. <laughs> And I had to break off and actually, you know, I had to get scissors because it didn't just break so easily in my fingers. So it's got a nice strength in it. So you get, although it's floppily soft, it's got a nice strength, which is going to give structure and stitch definition. Now, as I like to call it, the hand squish grab. Let me just grab a skein out. I've got a little cake here. Can you hear this? It just collapses in a floopy smoosh in your hand. So I don't need to tell you that that the hand squish grab is soft, so the working softness is going to be even softer. Working with the yarn is lovely. As I say, it's too plied and it looks very delicately plied, but it has that beautiful structure. And so lace is just incredible, really, really incredible. It has a very, very light surface halo, very light. And it's not really sheddy. I have to say that when I work, sometimes when I work with 100% alpaca, um, I can seize a little bit because, you know, sometimes it has the, the, those loose hairs. Um, but no, I have done no sneezing um, whilst knitting this. You'll be glad to know. So I think, I mean, I'm not particularly allergic to wools or anything like that. Or I would think that if if that that's a problem for you, I wouldn't think you'd have a problem with this yarn. I do have to say when I wound it on the on the ball winder, when I got it out of a whipple, um, <laughs> then there was it, sh- it shed a little then. Um, so I suppose there's a, there's a little bit of shedding, but certainly not when I've been knitting with it. Again, I, when I do reviews on Knit British, I always t- tell you, I give an honest review. And I, do you know, I, uh, if, if I find something wrong with the wool, I'll tell you. Don't don't you worry, I'll tell you. This is just awesome. And it's going to be beautiful for shawls and wraps. Um, and actually, I was procrastinating on Ravelry earlier, and I saw The Falling Shawl by Hoki Locatelli from Interpretations 2, which is her new collection with Vida Valmaki. And it's a beautiful rectangular shawl, very long, uh, with little eyelet details, and I thought that would look awesome in this yarn, like totally awesome. It would be so airy, so light, so soft. But then I was also pouring over the Shetland Trader book too, um, and the Haraldswick stole would also look lovely in this, because that's a... 
um, there's a lot of texture in that. There's there's sort of traditional Shetland lace, there's garter stitch, and all those different textures and, and stitch definitions would look beautiful in a yarn like this. But also, I know I mentioned this la this pattern last time, but I think Bonnie, the Bonnie pattern um, by Tin Can Knits uh, is a lace weight top with a, uh, a little bit of lace detail, uh, v-neck, uh, sleeveless top. Very, very pretty, very, very delicate. And I think this yarn would be quite spectacular. And I don't know what it, what it would be like as a garment wool, but I know that as an accessory wool, it's fantastic. Now, the Tin Can Knits Viewfinder Cowl is a very easy pattern to, to remember. And basically, it's just a repeat of four rows to create fantastic eyelets. And because I've got six colours, I'm just going for the rainbow effect. And so I've done about three inches in the yellow and I'll probably do varying stripes of the other colours. I will be catching up with Laura. Uh, at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival and bringing you an interview uh, by which time hopefully I shall have finished the rain uh, the, the rainbow viewfinder cowl but I'll take a couple of pictures of what it looks like now unblocked and, and these beautiful little silky little cakes of smooshy floofiness um, I'll, I'll put some pictures on the website so you can have a look uh, if you are interested um, you can buy this yarn from Laura now at laurasloomes.co.uk and follow the links to the product page. It's available in 50 gram hacks, which is 250 metres, and 100 gram hacks, which is 500 metres. And they cost £7 and £14 respectively. And you can order uh, larger quantities by request. If lace weight is not your thing, although... I have to say that I've been converted. Uh, town end alpacas have a sport weight, which are available in the same colours plus a natural ivory, and they are in 50 gram balls and they cost £7.50. And I will give you the links to the town end alpaca website as well. I obviously can't tell you how it, how it will block yet or how it will wash, but as a working review, this yarn is soft and delicate, but gives beautiful stitch definition and structure. And I really can't wait to have this around my neck. <laughs> Thank you so much to Laura uh, for sending me that yarn. And again, I'll follow up after the Embry Yarn Festival with that interview with Laura. And um, hopefully my, my garment will be finished. And I can tell you a little bit more about it then. If you have been listening patiently, waiting for me to tell you about the Edinburgh Yarn Festival ticket giveaway, then this is the time to prick up your ears. I received in the post the other week two pairs of weekend tickets for the Edinburgh Yarn Festival from Joe and Mika, and two lucky winners will be drawn for them and a friend to attend the Edinburgh Yarn Festival at the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh for the entire weekend. Let me just tell you uh, a little bit about those tickets. Uh, general ticket release will go on sale on, I think it's the 1st of February. And I believe one day entry, Saturday or Sunday, is £8 uh, or £12 for the weekend tickets for the day um, entry. And you lucky listeners are in with the chance of winning two pairs. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm, I'm using Rafflecopter. Uh, for this prize and giveaway and I know that Rafflecopter some people get a bit annoyed with it because 
people who make the competitions make you jump through lots of hoops to get extra entries and things and I'm not doing that I'm just doing one entry and it will be to answer the question provided and uh, then hit I have commented in the Rafflecopter entry which you will find in the show notes for this episode which is at www.knitbritish.net forward slash ep hyphen 21 or you can find it just by searching it in the British for the most recent episode under the podcast tab. I will say though that to be considered eligible for this prize you must use the Rafflecopter entry form on that blog post and any other comments will not be entered into the competition. That's all you have to do. There is a question there and I will let you go and find it for yourself. I'm not giving any anything away on on the podcast and I'm going to run this from when the podcast goes live until the 20th of February that is when the giveaway closes but please be aware that I am away that weekend on pod retreat and I will not be letting the winners know until I get back from my jolly but basically what Rafflecopter is, if you haven't used it before, is a little gadget that's integrated with uh, random.org to collate your entries and then draw winners at random. And as I said, there will be two winners. Um, terms and conditions are quite simple. There are obviously no prize alternatives. The, the prize is two prizes of a pair of Edinburgh Yarn Festival tickets. Obviously, if you're entering, you must be able to attend the Edinburgh Yarn Festival on the 14th and 15th of March. And to enter, you have to do, um, as I previously explained, enter via the Rafflecopter entry form on the show notes page for episode 21 on the Net British blog. Simple as that. Uh, while tickets uh, are going on sale at ndrnfest.com uh, this weekend and beginning of, of next week, you can win a chance, uh, two chances, to, to get those tickets right here at Knit British. And if you listen along to my fellow podcast lounge muckers, Shiny Bees, Kathan's Craft and The Geeky Girls Knit, then you can also be in with a chance of winning a pair of tickets from them too. Thanks again to Joe and Mika for that really generous prize and I can't wait to see you at the Edinburgh Yarn Festival, you lucky winners to be. That is about it for another episode. Thank you for your feedback from the last episode and podiversity messages and uh, uh, really, really lovely to get all your messages and uh, all your comments on in the Net British group and in um, emails. Uh, I, I get a lot of emails um, from listeners, so thank you very much. As usual, I always like to say hello to the new kids in the Ravelry group. We've got uh, Nata Leon who is Natalie from Lyon in France. We've got Mary BG, who is Mary from Boston. Hello to Demuse, who is Hild from, from the Netherlands. Hello, Hild. Hello to Fluffy Fibers, who is Isabel. Hello to Nomi B, who's Naomi from Cornwall. And hello to Jazznitz, who's Victoria from Edinburgh. And also we go over to the Say Hello thread. I always love it when you say hello uh, and tell something about yourself uh, in, the, in the British Ravelry group. And Natalie Lyon says, Hello and thank you for your podcast, Louise. I'm Natalie from France. I live in Lyon and I love knitting. Talking about knitting and about fibres, listening to podcasts, going to knitting cafes. I guess like many of you, I am a knitaholic. Hello, Natalie Lyon. 
<laughs> I knit a lot, crochet a bit, spin a wee bit. I so love the word I had to use it there. And I've been known to take part in dyeing experiments with some expert friends of mine. Other than that, I work in IT in a big company where I'm a kind of a black sheep with weird ideas and interests, but who cares? I wish we had the same array of local uh, yarn in France and the UK. Things are starting to slowly change, but we clearly don't have the same varieties in the UK. I should mention... That also, I, I can't understand 100% of everything that is said when I listen to the podcast from Shetland or Scotland, but I really do love the accent. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, if you were to come to Shetland, you would realise that I am not a broad Shetland speaker at all. Um, so uh, I can only apologise. Uh, unfortunately, I don't do subtitles. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Natalie, for getting in touch. Uh, Nomi B also says, Hi, I'm Naomi. Just discovered the Knit British website and your Ravelry group. It's a great idea. I've already learned so, uh, of many different yarn producers in the UK that I've not heard of. I feel inspired to put my money where my mouth is and buy solely British produced from now on. So thank you. No, thank you. That's fantastic to hear that. Um, really, really lovely. Uh, I got some lovely messages uh, on Ravelry and by uh, uh, email. And I'd also like to say hello to... Spinnerin, Pink Peking, Jane Cow, Evie and Lily, and Handmade by Siggy. Hello to you chaps. It's uh, really lovely that you got in touch. Uh, and and Apple86. Apple86 sent me a message that just made me beam inside. And um, she uh, was in Hong Kong and it was really hard to... Uh, listen to the podcast and not have access to British rule but now she's back in the UK and determined to knit British and her message just made me beam so uh, thank you to all you chaps I really love getting your comments and your messages and your feedback um now uh, February and March's podcasting schedule might change a little bit because I have been podcasting every other week for the last wee while but things change slightly because I will be podcasting as normal uh, third the third week in February but then the week after that I will be on pod retreat and so may not um, podcast again the week after that just depends how much I, time I get to uh, record and um, come up with some content for you and then March will be slightly different again as well but you will be getting a podcast uh, the first week of March and then I think for your diaries, uh, post Edinburgh Yarn Festival, you'll be getting another podcast at the end of March. That might change slightly. Uh, I, I'm trying not to change the schedule too much. Podcast as much as participating in pod retreat and organising the podcast lounge and attending the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So uh, <laughs> bear with me if I'm slightly out of sync. So, yes, you wonderful people, I'm going to go and I, I'm i going to leave you with a knit-related song. And I heard this on Radio 4 this week. I don't know if you um, have access to Radio 4 if you're not in the UK, but this week there were a lot of knit-related programmes and content on BBC Radio 4, a lot of which is available to listen to again. Uh, but I heard this song um, on one of the shows and I thought I should play it for you and it's Arthur Askey and the knitting song take good care bye now 
Some like football, some like darts. I like knitting and the simpler arts. Half a dozen needles, an ounce or two of wool. Fills my cup of happiness, chock full. I'm a little nitwit, knitting all the day. That's how I keep dull care away. Hemstitch, lockstitch, plain and pearl. A present occupation for a good little girl. Jumpers, pretty little jumpers, very high jumpers as well as very low. I've knitted jumpers for test match stumpers, never had a misfit. Oh no, knitted one for father, the colour of his eyes, perfect style and immaculate size, filling every crevice, fitting every joint, sitting like a glove upon his M1 point. Knit one, drop one, flip one, flop one, need a bit of work as you ever did see. Put one, take one, boil one, bake one, put it in the oven for mummy and me. I'm a little nitwit, knitting with a will. Mitts for little Aubrey, socks for Bill Three-ply cable, plain and pearl A useful occupation for a nice little girl I knit jerkins, knobby little jerkins Who says a jerkin with little twiddly bits? I can wheedle a jerkin needle As good as any nitwit What knits? Knitting is a sedative Soothing to the nerves Develops good points and graceful curves Sit and take it easy, planning this and that Where's my blooming wool gone down that cat? Rip one, space one, lose one, chase one Knit a pair of night socks for any wee tot Mufflers, hose bags, cozies Nose bags, a comfy little cover for your hot water bot I'm a little nitwit Knitting with a verve, getting all cockeyed, but I do not swerve. Neckband, armhole, plain and pearl, a charming occupation for a sweet little girl. I knit babies, bonny little babies. I knit babies, booty kims and hats. I knitted gaiters for frozen maters, natty little neckties and spats. Perky little pilches, the pinkest ever seen. Suitable for weddings up a Gretna Green. Pilches a la West End, made for heavy wear. I don't know how they put them on and I don't care. Coaties, skirties, shorties, shirties, keeping all the wearers up to scratch. Blue bags, grey bags, full-sized hay bags. Does anybody want to try a needle match? I'm a little knit with knitting all the day when I might be gathering nuts and may hooks and eyelets plain and pearl a simple occupation for a plain little girl I knit 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 to drive dull care away goodbye playmates knit one pearl one